Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and from our only Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, I'd like to share with you an email that I received and I received it for a very specific reason. I hope you'll understand it as well. It goes like this. A mechanic was busy removing a cylinder head from the engine of a Harley-Davidson motorcycle when he spotted a well-known heart surgeon in the shop. The surgeon was waiting for the service manager to take a look at his bike. The mechanic, while still working on the engine, said, Hey doc, can I ask you a question? The surgeon, a bit surprised, walked over to where the fellow was working and shook his head, indicating yes. The mechanic straightened up, wiped his hands on a rag, and asked, Doc, look at this engine. I open it up to get at its innards. Take out pistons, valves, rods, most all inside parts, fix them, put them back in, and when I finish, it runs just like new. Why do I get such a small salary as compared to you when you and I do basically the same type of work? The surgeon paused, smiled, leaned over and whispered to the mechanic, try doing it with the engine running. <laughs> Harley guys understand things very well. While I have no idea as to whether or not this actually happened, I do think that things like this happen all too often, my friends. All too often, people today, like this mechanic, lose sight of the bigger picture. Like this mechanic, they get so focused on the here and now. This mechanic was focused on the fact that as far as he was concerned, his work and the heart surgeon's work were pretty much the same type of work, just at different pay levels. But what he didn't understand is that his skills and the heart surgeon's skills were as different as night and day until the surgeon encouraged him try doing it with the engine running. Our sermon text for today, my friends, gives to us what I consider to be a very similar illustration, a very similar uh, situation. Our goal then today is to see how this portion of God's holy inspired word both encourages us and enables us to look at the bigger picture. There are three things that we want to see today. First of all, let's see how Joseph's brothers looked at the bigger picture. Then let's see how Joseph looked at the bigger picture. And finally, let's see how well you and I are doing when it comes to looking at the bigger picture. Jacob, the last of Israel's patriarchs, had now died. After his death, his sons were now divided into two camps. In one camp, there was Joseph, who was now second in command to the mighty, powerful nation of Egypt. In the other camp were all of Joseph's brothers, the men that you and I know as the twelve tribes of Israel, men who once actually discussed how they could kill their brother Jacob. And that were the, the two camps that we see in this text. You may recall how Joseph was eventually sold 
as a slave to an Egyptian by the name of Potiphar. How Joseph was falsely accused of attempting to sexually assault Potiphar's wife. How Joseph was subsequently thrown into a prison cell in Egypt. How Joseph became second in command to Pharaoh by interpreting Pharaoh's dreams. And about how a famine brought Jacob and his entire family down to the land of Egypt, where they lived in the area of Goshen, as long as their father was alive. Jacob's brothers felt safe and secure living in Egypt, even though Joseph was such a powerful man. But after dad died, the brothers were overwhelmed with a tsunami of fear. That fear comes out very clearly in our text when we read, when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph holds a grudge against us and pays us back for all the wrongs we did to him? So they sent word to Joseph, saying, Your father left these instructions before he died. This is what you are to say to Joseph. I ask you to forgive your brothers the sins and the wrongs they committed in treating you so badly. Now please, forgive the sins of the servants of the God of your father. When their message came to him, Joseph wept. It seems as though Joseph's brothers never had the ability to step back and look at the bigger picture. When they were so consumed with hatred for their little brother, they never even stopped to consider that if they carried out their act of actually killing him, they would plunge their father into a life, a life of grief and sadness. When they were forced to go down to Egypt and search for food and realize that this powerful Egyptian official, the one that was in charge of all of the food, was in reality their little brother Joseph. They never even stopped to consider that Joseph's tears and, and Joseph's hospitality was indeed genuine. And now, now that dad had died, these brothers were so focused on the smaller picture. They were so focused on what they had done to hurt their little brother Jacob, their Joseph. They never even stopped to consider that there could be a bigger picture, a picture that focused on forgiveness. How did Joseph react when he received this message from his brothers? Joseph's reaction reveals to us that by God's grace, he was now able to see the bigger picture. Our text continues. His brothers then came and threw themselves down before him. We are your slaves, they said. But Joseph said, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me. But God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So then, don't be afraid. I will provide for you and your children. And he reassured them and spoke kindly to them. Do you think? Do you think that Joseph was able to see the bigger picture when he had those dreams about his parents and his brothers bowing down before him? 
Do you think that Joseph was able to see the bigger picture when his own brothers turned on him, stripped him of that beautiful coat that dad had made for him, and then dropped him in a cistern? Do you think that Joseph was able to see the bigger picture when his brothers pulled him out of that cistern only to sell him to slave traders? Do you think that Joseph was able to see the bigger picture when he refused the sexual advances of Potiphar's wife and instantly found himself sitting in a prison in a foreign land in the land of Egypt? How about when the Pharaoh's cupbearer was released from prison and promptly forgot all about Joseph, just as Joseph had warned. Do you think that Joseph was then able to see the bigger picture? No, my friends, not at all. It was only after the Lord's plan for Joseph had been unfolded that Joseph was able to look back over the course of his life and say, Ah, that's why God allowed all that to happen to me. And even though, even though Joseph now had the power to exact revenge upon his brothers, and even though there might be people who say that Joseph had absolutely every right to get revenge on his brothers, Joseph's God-given ability to see the bigger picture led him to calm his brother's fears by saying, Don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. These inspired words of Joseph capture the beauty of what it means for us to look at the bigger picture today. When we focus on just the smaller picture, my friends, when we are focused simply on, on what is happening to me, what is happening to me in the here and now, then it is very easy for us to be overwhelmed by fear and by doubt and by hopelessness. When we step back, however, and look at the bigger picture, that's when we are comforted. That's when we are comforted with the confidence of knowing that the Lord our God is not only the God who is in absolute control of absolutely everything, but the Lord our God also has a plan for each and every one of us, his children. So where are you when it comes to looking at the bigger picture in your life. Is there anything in your life today that seems to have overwhelmed you with fear or doubt, hopelessness or confusion? Is there anything that you are facing at work that is so tenuous that it makes you fear for the future? Is there anything going on at home that has filled you with so much stress that there are nights when you can barely sleep are there times when you feel as though you have been thrown into a cistern by those who are closest to you, perhaps even people that you love? Have you ever experienced the empty hopelessness that comes from feeling as though everyone has forgotten all about you? If you have ever experienced any one of those situations, my friends, then you know. Then you know how Satan can easily put blinders on us so that instead of seeing the bigger picture, all we can see is the fear and the doubt. 
all we can see is the rejection and the condemnation that we know we deserve to receive by nature. Thank God. Thank God that in His grace and in His mercy, He has sent the power of His Holy Spirit into our hearts to take off Satan's blinders and enable us to see the bigger picture. Thank God that in His grace and in His mercy, He lovingly puts His finger beneath our chin, lifts our eyes to the cross of His Son, and says, My child, don't be afraid. I am the Lord, your God. I am the God who not only planned out your salvation, but I am the God who brought that plan to its completion. It is finished. Your sins are forgiven. Thank God that in His grace and in His mercy, He has given to us His solemn promise that no matter how overwhelming or how confusing the events of our life might become, we know, we know that they will all work together for good because God Himself has guaranteed to us all things work together for good for those who love Him. Let me give you a, a little bit of an illustration concerning what it's like to look at the bigger picture in our lives. Have you ever seen a tapestry? I tried to find a picture of a tapestry to put on the cover of the bulletin today, but this was as close as I could get. If you ever saw a tapestry from the bottom side up, what does it look like? <laughs> it looks like pure, utter chaos. We see different threads of different colors going in all different kinds of directions. And while we might be able to pick out a pattern or two here and there, there is only one way. There is only one way to see beyond the chaos, and that is to look at the tapestry from the top side. Your life is like a tapestry. While you are journeying through this world, you can only see the tapestry of your life from the bottom side up. And as you look at the tapestry of your life from the bottom side up, you can indeed see all these different colored threads running in all different directions. But sometimes, perhaps even many times, it looks nothing more than chaos, complete, utter chaos chaos. But stop to remember, my friends. Stop to remember who it is that is weaving the tapestry of your life. Your Lord and Savior, the God who loved you so much that he was willing to suffer and die in your place so that he could pay the debt of your sin. Your dear Lord and Savior is weaving every single thread in the tapestry of your life. Your Lord and Savior knows exactly when your tapestry needs a red thread or a green thread, a brown thread or a blue thread, a yellow thread, a black thread or a white thread because He already knows how it is all going to turn out. And once we get to heaven, then perhaps, perhaps like Joseph here in our text, you and I will be able to look back over the course of our life here on this earth and say, ah, that's why God allowed all that to happen to me. 
But for now, my friends, whenever you are feeling overwhelmed by the chaos of your life, for now the Lord your God comes to you through the power of His Holy Word. He comes to you through the power of His Holy Sacrament. He gently puts His arm across your shoulder and He says, Don't be afraid, my dear child. Trust in Me and everything will be well. I'd like to close with another quote. It's one that I think you probably all know quite well. Psalm 46 verse 10, which long time ago became one of my favorite passages in Scripture. Psalm 46 verse 10 very simply says, Be still and know that I am God. In a nutshell, that's what looking at the bigger picture of our life as a child of God is all about him saying to you be still and know that i am god to god be the glory amen